0: Welcome to the Dave Whitty Show. I'm your host, Dave Whitty. Episode 9 is here, folks. I uh, want to thank Niall Hickey of the Newfoundland Embassy for coming on last week. I uh, had a great chat about his pub in downtown St. John's. I mean, just a great spot, great location. Uh, most beers on tap on the island. Great live music four or five nights of the week. Liars Custard Cones. Um, and Besides all that, him and his brother Brandon, the owners there, are just great dudes. Um, really love supporting them. Love getting down whenever I can. And um, want to thank Niall for taking the opportunity and, and the, and taking some minutes out of his day to, to come on and, and chat with me on the, on the podcast. So, uh, so thanks Niall. And thanks Brendan of the Newfoundland embassy. And if you haven't seen that episode or you haven't heard it, make sure you do check it out on my social media channels uh, on YouTube. It's on uh, Spotify and Apple music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, episode nine is here. Like I mentioned, got another great episode today. Um, It's actually my first episode. Today I have Sean Aylward. He's the, uh... Sean Aylward of the Humble Barber in Summerside PEI. He's actually the first non-native Newfoundland guest I've had on the show. Um, you know, Sean and his wife, they lived in Newfoundland for a couple years. That's how I first got to know them. And I actually played their wedding in, uh in in summerside about six years ago but you know i've just been following his story ever since uh had no real intentions of doing barbering uh or opening up a barber or open up a barber shop um and uh, you know i'll let him tell the story about it but just got a really neat story and you know he spent some time in newfoundland really fell in love with the place here and you know kind of wanted to stay here but he, the newfoundland weather kind of got to them so uh, he, he made his trip back to, to summerside and started uh his barbershop there and just a real, really nice guy. It was really nice to catch up with him for, for uh, 45 minutes or so. And, and just chat about, you know, what he's been up to with, with, with COVID and everything going on. Um, really, really great guy. So make sure you do stick around for that interview with, uh, with Sean Aylward, uh, the humble barber. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, things are, are, opening back up here a little bit. I mean, uh, level two is, is, uh, is here. I mean, I, kind of shocked that that, that it happened it went from level four kind of level four lockdown to level two they jumped a, a level which I was definitely shocked at but opened it with uh, with with open arms um, which it basically means I can get back to work I can start doing some gigs and stuff uh, um, you know so really looking forward to that uh, don't really have anything lined up right away I was supposed to do a gig this Thursday but um had a dentist appointment yesterday, and my dentist told me that I basically need to get my wisdom teeth out this week. Uh definitely been something I'm avoiding. Uh, I've been avoiding, sorry. Uh, a, it's an v- extremely expensive procedure, which is insane uh, in Canada. Uh, and B, I'm just absolutely frightened to death of it. So, uh, but you know what? I'm gradually becoming an adult so i i decided that i'm gonna pull the trigger on it so might be out of commission for a few days uh come thursday so i was supposed to do a gig thursday at golf shots in mount Pearl. great little pub uh in behind the uh, land landwash brewery uh got some golf simulators in there and great spot to watch sports and and just hang out uh really enjoy the atmosphere in there so thanks to the guys at golf shots for filling in that gig and you know booking me on top of that but hopefully we'll be back sooner than later you know uh wisdom teeth injuries barred. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to getting back there. Um, yeah, I I mean, couldn't be more excited that this, they moved to level two actually went out a little bit on Friday. Um, they opened the bars here at twelve oh one. A lot of the bars here at downtown St. John's at twelve oh one. I mean, I live just a hop, skip, and a jump up over the hill, so I, I floated down over the hill for a couple hours and and ran into some uh, some you know people I hadn't seen in a while, which was really great. Got to catch a little bit of Dave's white Dave White said at Greensleeves and uh, spent an hour or so at the Bull and Barrel just chatting with uh, with a bunch of friends I haven't seen in a while, so that was really nice, and um, you know I was really really happy to to actually get to see some people. So looking forward to uh, a bit more of that. I mean, didn't do a whole lot Saturday and Sunday. The weather here was absolutely atrocious. It was, uh, it snowed and it rained and a freezing rain. And and then it, it, Rained some more and then it got cold and and basically what's on the ground now is just a frozen ice chunk so uh looking forward to some warmer temperatures i mean we got hit with that little bit of uh um warm weather last week was a real nice stretch four or five days of, of plus temperatures so hopefully that comes back sooner than later because really got a little taste of spring in there then which uh which was nice um I actually just did this uh, intro monologue and uh, realized I wasn't actually recording it. So, I'm trying to think about uh, about everything that I, I just previously said, but yeah, just really, really happy to, to you know to kind of get back into the swing of things. Uh, taking a little step back from the the live, the Facebook live shows for right now. Um, you know I was doing one every friday during the lockdown and just I'm just want to get back out and play in front of real people I mean not that nobody's real people but it's nice to actually hear people talk to you and and you know and and just to play in front of you know actual people as opposed to behind a computer screen so I'm uh, going to hold back on the facebook lives for for a little while I mean I'm going to pop back in every now and then do a scattered one you know probably over the over the spring and summer maybe I'll pick a, a weekend or an afternoon sometime and do a few songs for for my friends and and uh uh anybody who who supports me from from outside newfoundland who might not get a chance to see me here uh in st john's i managed to catch the leafs game last night duh um leafs and oilers i mean they played saturday and sunday the Leafs had a really weird stretch i mean they had like two games in 13 days and uh yeah it was weird anyways saturday night was a great game um leafs were down Managed to come back. Austin Matthews scored a dusty goal in overtime. Got the monkey off his back, but it was good to see that happen. Um, Oilers are a great team. I mean, you're facing up against Connor McDavid. You're facing up against Leon Dreisaitl. Their goaltending's not been bad. I mean, it's been consistent. Uh, Darnell Nurse has been an absolute rock this whole year on the the blue line. Uh, And then last night was a bit of a different story. Very interesting what's going on with the Leafs' goaltending situation. I mean... Jack Campbell started Saturday. Everybody's really rooting for Jack. I mean, he's such a positive dude. and see, You see him in his, in his post-game interviews when he's just chatting with the media, and he's really pumping tires of all the players and all his teammates and stuff. But lo and behold, come back last night, or Monday night, sorry, and uh, and uh, Michael Hutchison's in net. Jack Campbell's injured again. It's like, what's going on with this guy? Is he... Is he, can he pull together a string of games? Is this really the guy that's going to do it? I mean, he's 29 years old. This is really his first big shot in the NHL. He's basically been a backup forever. Um, he's getting his shot right now. Freddie Anderson's hurt, and he can't pull together a string of games. It's, I mean, it's been challenging to watch. I, I don't know what's going to happen in Leafland, especially before the uh, before the um, trade deadline. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if the Leafs pull a, a, to pull the trigger on a goalie. They pull the trigger on any any players. I mean, there's so much rumblings of, of different players that coming. in. Uh, I heard something about Taylor Hall coming to the Leafs. The Buffalo Sabres, who got to be the biggest dumpster fire right now in, in sports. I mean, I think they lost 19 straight right now. And they get pretty decent players. They just can't pull together any wins. They're up Monday night against... Philly three, nothing going into the third period and managed to lose four, three in overtime. It's, it's, it's depressing to watch. I mean, I can't imagine being a a Sabres fan. I just got to, I'm a Leafs fan. And I, you know, I've, I've been down in the dumps over the years, but Jesus 19 in a row is, is definitely tough. Um, I was just having a little Twitter argument, not an argument sorry, a little Twitter conversation with uh, my good friend Ryan there. And, and we were, we were chatting all about John Tortorella. I just managed to see before I started doing this, um, the top ten um coaching I don't know freakouts or something like that and it all came it started because John Tortorella you know he freaked out at the media again I'm like oh my god here we go again with this guy like what is going on with John Tortorella like we get it dude you won a cup in 2004 man like the media asks you a question and you flip at him every time it's like I just don't get it, man. Like, this is your job. You get paid millions of dollars. Like, I get it. The the media must be frustrating at times. You know, you're dealing with a lot of the same questions. And, you know, if your team is not playing well and you're getting scrutinized by media, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that's your job. Like, I, I just love, like, the fact, like, you know, the Blue Jackets go and lose a game 5-1, to one, of course, sure. Something like that. And... You know, the media asks, uh, hey, Torts, you know, what uh, What went wrong in the game? And he freaks. He absolutely freaks at him. And I'm like, they just asked you what was wrong with the game. Why did your team lose? Why did you pull the goalie here? Like, this is your job to hold it accountable. You are the head coach of the team. I mean, he's so stuck in his ways. He reminds me of Babcock. Like, these two coaches, they just could not adapt to the way the new game is played. It's uh, – it's uh, I can't figure it out at all. I mean – I just watched so many players crumble. Like, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I mean, he wanted out. I don't remember a time when there was a 21- or 22-year-old who wanted out and got out of a team so fast as Pierre-Luc Dubois. And it all comes down to torts. I mean, Line gets traded over from uh, Winnipeg, uh, who's an absolute stud. Patrick Line is. Like, I remember when Matthews and Line were in the draft class together. Like, people were... Some people were shocked that Matthew, like that, that Line didn't go before Matthews, etc. I'm like, thank God that never happened. But I mean, Line is still good. It's just, he's playing under torts and he's just crumbling. Like, I don't know. I can't figure it out what's going on and, and how basically this man still has a job. I mean, I can't imagine how many young coaches are out there who would love to jump at that position, who want to adapt and play the new style of hockey that's out there. I just, I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's pissed me off honestly. I'm sick and tired of hearing torts on TSN, uh, bitching and complaining about you know the media. I'm like, man, get it together. Your team sucks. If your team sucks, well, that's it. You have to face it. I don't know. Anyways, there's my rant on John Tortorella. I just, I'm so over his nonsense, man. It's just always sucking and crying. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm the, the NBA deadline just passed as well. Trade deadline. Norman Powell, Stormin Norman, part of the uh, the championship team there, got traded away to Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Kyle Lowry didn't get moved. Was very shocked at that, to be honest with you. And I was kind of in the position where I was ready for him to go. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, kind of, that he never got traded. I mean, it's, it's great to see Kyle. You know, he's 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 a he's a rap. He's probably the arguably the best raptor of all time. Um, but the Raptors are in a slump right now. They and they are in definitely rebuild mode. They need to, um, you know, they they really need to start finding new pieces and and rebuilding that team. And I think that by Kyle Lowry probably getting traded, they could have added some assets. Didn't seem like anybody was really biting on him too hard, so uh, he's still he's still with him. It was so funny because the Raptors went and played the Trailblazers, who Norman Powell got traded to. Like the very next night, you see Norman Powell lined up on the wrong side of the tip-off. Was really really funny. But I mean, big thanks to Norm for all he's done for the uh, for the Raptors and the organization. I mean, he just. You know, the, the epitome of a Raptor, you know, positive attitude all the time and, and worked hard and started on the bench and, and started a lot of games. And, I mean, so uh, the best of luck to Norm in in, uh, in Portland. Um, Blue Jays are back this week. Really looking forward to seeing the boys a summer back. Uh, can't wait for that. Um, Jays are looking like they got a pretty good squad. They're pitching a lot of injuries so far, which is classic for for the Jays. And, you know, baseball is a grind. It's a tough season. It's a lot of games. Uh so I mean it's going to be interesting. They 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 start I think Thursday or Friday in the in New York City in the Bronx to twenty uh, percent fans. So it's nice to see some fans are back in the stadium. Um, and then they go right to Texas where they play in front of a hundred percent capacity, which is wild, and also uh, hilarious. I think. You know it's going to be great to see a ton of fans, but it just seems like you know very Texas to uh, to do that. But anyways, we'll see what happens. You know it looks like the U.S. is rolling a little bit faster with the vaccine rollout than Canada is. Um, they just they just uh, yeah. I'm not even going to get into the vaccine stuff. It's not really my place to, to get into it. But we'll, we'll leave it at that. And uh, you know what, I'm going to send it over to uh, over to Sean Aylward. Uh, Make sure you do have a listen to this great guy from from Summerside PEI the humble barber opened up a couple shops in in PEI and you know talks about what the seasonal work is like in 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 in, uh, PEI talks about his time in Newfoundland and uh, yeah so make sure you do stick around for an interview with Sean Aylward the humble barber. And I'd like to welcome Sean Illward to the podcast. How you doing, Sean Man? What's going on? Thanks for uh, thanks for popping on today and and taking a, taking a few minutes out of your day to, to jump on. You're actually my first guest, um, you know, from from I'm not gonna say outside of Newfoundland because I've interviewed a couple people in <laughs> Newfoundland who uh, who are, are originally from Newfoundland, but you're my first, you know, non native Newfoundland uh, uh, guest. So thanks for taking the time to come on. How you doing? Everything all good?
1: Oh, it's good, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's Fun to be able to do this
0: yeah absolutely so um for folks at home uh who, who are tuning in and and may not might not know who you are could you just give a maybe a little brief introduction on uh, who you are and kind of what you do
1: yeah uh my name's sean i'm from summerside prince Edward island uh lived in newfoundland for a couple of years uh now i own the humble barber uh so i cut hair i got two shops one here in summerside one in Charlottetown.
0: yeah right on are you where are you right now
1: I am in my summerside shop. Okay. Which nice. is actually right next door to where I got married, where you played. Uh, yes. <laughs> which you which you know, but the other people who are listening don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll dig into that. We'll have, we'll have a little chat about <laughs> yeah. about the wedding because I mean, that was a good laugh, but uh, uh, Yeah, th- thanks for taking the time to uh take, to come on today. I mean, uh, we've known each other for for a few years and uh, you know yeah. I still follow you on social media and all that stuff seems like you're doing great I mean you're back in PEI now you did spend some time in Newfoundland but um, let's kind of let's kind of start you know kind of growing up in PEI for yourself like uh, you know what was that like and and uh, you know wh- what were you up to like as a kid and, and did you have any aspirations to do barbering or anything like that or, or was it just kind of on a whim how, how was PEI as growing up as a kid
1: PI is great. Uh, it's really similar to Newfoundland, actually, which is why I think I like Newfoundland so much. Um, same kind of idea, like small town, everyone kind of knows each other. Uh, sports, music are kind of the big things. Uh, I grow up with all the same friends, kind of from grade one up till twelve. Uh, I had no idea I was going to be a barber. Like that was never part of the plan. I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. So it would, definitely came out of the out of the blue for me.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that. yeah, I mean unless you were kind of planning on that, I I think, yeah, it definitely kind of comes out of the blue for sure. And (laughs) did you, did you always had planned to kind of settle back in PEI? I I know, I want to dig into kind of moving around. I know you did a bit of moving around you spent some time in Newfoundland and you were in Ontario for a little while and New Brunswick and stuff, but was the plan always to be back regardless if if you did law or, or, you know, anything else was the plan always to get back to PEI?
1: Yeah, it it was. um, The plan was never to leave. And then I finished university and I went out West for a little while. Uh, And then I spent, you know, 10 years being away every once in a while, coming home and living here for the summer. Uh, And then like we, when we lived in Newfoundland, the plan was to never leave there. (laughs) Uh, But but we just kind of had more opportunity back here. So closer to family, which is also nice. Um, But it's it's been good since we've been back. We've been back for six years now.
0: Yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, like Summerside is, is so cool too. It's 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 a little bit different than Charlottetown. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. um like how could I compare it I'd compare it to Newfoundland? Like it's it's kind of like the bay of. <laughs> it's kind of like being of the bay. I mean, if you want to yeah. say if you were to classify, say Charlottetown is almost St. John's, like, it's kind of like being around the Bay. It's like, seems like a lot more like low key kind of chill kind of style life. I mean, it's absolutely stunning there. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I'd been there a a bunch of times as a kid, but I mean, obviously I did perform at your wedding. Was that six years ago? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah. Six years, seven years. Yeah. Holy shit, man!
0: It's crazy how fast <laughs> that's gone, man. Um, and
1: it's changed a lot here too. Like now we've got uh, well, we got my shop. My wife's got a shop up the road. Uh, some new, like nice new restaurants and sandwich spots. There's a brewery just around the corner. So, changed a lot in those seven years. It's what do you think? Now,
0: what what do you think some of the reasons are? Is it, is it a lot of young people kind of coming back to 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 open up stuff like that? Who just want to settle back into Summerside?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a combination. Like it is a lot of young people. It's also just people from away coming here. So, I mean, whether they're from the, yeah, originally like myself, but people who moved out, you know, saw what works in other small towns and, and bring those ideas here. Like, like my barbershop, it's, it's, it's not fog town, but it was inspired by them. Like mm-hmm. I got a, my first haircut at a barbershop was there. I'm like, this is my kind of spot. Like a plot, a place like that can work anywhere. When yeah. You do it so well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is Summerside kind of the same. Like I know, like Charlottetown, like kind of shuts down in the winter. I don't want to say shuts down, but a lot of places, like you know, like the pubs and and stuff like that, it's it's very seasonal, right? I, I'm not wrong in saying yeah. that. Is Summerside kind of the same thing, or, I mean, it's it still you know all year round?
1: Summerside's a little more all year round. Uh, like Charlottetown gets all the tours, uh, the cruise ships coming in in the summer, so like there's a huge push for their market. Uh, Summerside, we don't get that huge influx of tourists. Like there's a million people come to summer or come to PEI every summer and we don't see the majority of them for sure. You know, Cavendish and Charlottetown do. So Uh, The kind of Western part of the Island sort of built for our local market, which I think is why, why it's kind of cool all year round, you know, like the brewery doesn't slow down. Like Kaylee's shop right now is open five days a week where similar stores in Charlottetown are open on the weekend. So it is different, but I guess we're just a little more used to a steady regular clientele than the and kind of the big influx in the summer.
0: Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. So I want to I want to pull back a little bit and I want to talk about um um obviously like you had mentioned you you know you had planned to do law originally you had no intentions on, on doing the barbering or anything like that. Like what were some of the previous jobs you had, you know, kind of before <laughs> you you really decided on what you wanted to do?
1: Yeah my I've done a I've done a little bit of everything. Like I, I drove a garbage truck once <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny a shitty old garbage truck with leaky <laughs> hydraulic hoses i'd have to hold both sides and wet garbage water would pour on me every day oh uh, man I wet garbage water i don't think anything sounds <laughs> yeah. more disgusting
0: than wet <laughs> garbage water
1: no it wasn't good uh i was uh head groundskeeper at a provincial park in fort mcmurray fucking groundskeeper so, willie over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one in, uh, in Fort Mac. Yeah.
0: Oh, crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gregoire Lake provincial park. Cool. Yeah. I had to pressure wash the porta potties <laughs> with the smell that <laughs> hits me to this day.
0: <laughs> Damn, man, you've had some stinky ass jobs.
1: Yeah. The worst job I ever had was living in London, Ontario, selling or like trying to get people onto the air miles credit card for so yeah right just in southern Ontario trying to hawk credit cards was (laughs) torture
0: yeah that sounds absolutely I I think I'd rather hot garbage water honestly
1: I I, I take that any day over doing that
0: (laughs) so I want to ask you about your move to Newfoundland I mean I I didn't really know you in Newfoundland I I know you and Kaylee came out and you guys had seen me play a bunch of times and I'm sure we, we spoke you know kind of briefly and over a beer or something we weren't real close friends or anything like that like what was the what was the idea behind moving to newfoundland and and you know how was your time in newfoundland
1: oh man newfoundland newfoundland is the best place i've ever been by a long shot Gotta love it there uh so so we had just um we just moved back from ontario worked a summer in pei and our jobs were anywhere doing landscaping um so I had been at West for a while. So I was like, all right, Kaylee, like, let's go to Alberta. And she said, no chance We're going. To- Is she going to Alberta? She didn't want to live there. So she said, well, I'm from Ontario. Why don't we do that? And I said, well, there's no way I'm moving back to Ontario and selling credit cards again. <laughs> so then I said, uh, what about, uh, so I always wanted to live in Newfoundland. Like, what about that? And she said, yeah, that'd be cool. So we literally packed up and we moved uh, I think it was like a week or two weeks after that. Uh, we lived in Avondale for Short Spell and then moved into St. John's.
0: You moved to Avondale right away?
1: Yeah, my sister had a house. Okay, there. okay.
0: Yeah, there was a reason. Yeah, there I was, there was like, a little didn't... bit of a connection. Sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I did a little bit of construction with a guy early on. Kaylee got a job doing um, stained glass manufacturing with this company called SGO. They're based at Mount Pearl. And we just like right away met some really good people um, and just like just felt so much at home. Like we spent two years there and we've been back every year since we moved away, and it always feels like we're coming. Home. Like as soon as you're driving down the hill and you see that happy face on the overpass, <laughs> yeah. I'm like yes, we're we're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Here be townies. It says, uh, I think as well <laughs> underneath that underneath that uh, happy face, there's a, a spray painted sign that says Here be townies now with an arrow pointing towards town, which is hilarious. <laughs> we were chatting a little bit briefly beforehand, and and one thing that you had mentioned was that let me see here i actually wrote it down um i lived in a shit place on saint uh on saint Clair avenue above a club dj can you talk <laughs> about that a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah uh so <laughs> the apartment was pretty nice it is it was in saint Clair, so it was right across from the hospital which is right one next- of the scariest looking hospitals I've ever seen.
0: I literally live right next to that. Like I live on Coronation Street, which is okay adjacent to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We used to look at our back, the backside of, during snowstorms and watch people just slide their way down Buckmaster <laughs> Circle. Yeah. Which, <laughs> well, what was up with the club DJ? Was
0: this guy just doing like, so yeah, this,
1: club bangers like all night long or what? All night long. So yeah, he and his girlfriend. So his girlfriend's mom owned the spot and they would just be up all night long. And um, and they'd be fighting and like throwing each other out onto the yard and screaming and stuff. And then so eventually, like we packed up our stuff and we left. And I think something something happened. Like I don't I don't remember. There was I think we I think we just left and didn't give like too much of a notice. And then the lady asked for the money back, and I sent her an email to her work email, but she didn't work there anymore, but she found out about it. So she asked me to like recall the email, which was kind of funny, like, like, how do I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was terrible, Uh, just a miserable spot. And then we, and then we went, we found a new spot on Rennie's Mill and uh, like when a spot on Rennie's Mill goes up, like thousands of people message the person. And then uh, Kaylee is, uh, Robert Decker was the landlord he and Kaylee kind of like started messaging back and forth at it off. And, and then um, we ended up moving over there. And then that was just like an incredible spot, like two fireplaces, like the 12 foot ceilings. Yeah, right no, it's a, it's a beautiful. It was before the brewery and everything was there, but God, I loved it there.
0: Yeah, no, that is a, an absolutely a beautiful part of town. Uh, you know, just the old homes and the, the architecture and stuff like that is, is really neat. So, so you spent, I know you were here for, for a couple of years. Like, what were you doing in Newfoundland? Yep. Like, what were you kind of. Uh, was Kaylee working or were you guys just, were you just here to hang out and kind of set your feet down kind of figure out what was going on or, you know, what was the idea behind that?
1: Yeah, we were just, just kind of living. We were, I guess like 25 or so. I was doing sales for uh, industrial sales for coming to call fast and all. Um, Kaylee was doing the stained glass manufacturing. Um, and they were just, just living life. Like, you know, it was, it was at the peak of Newfoundland. Everything was really rolling. Gas, oil, and gas industry was firing on all cylinders, and it was like a really good time to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we wanted would, have been to buy around, house.
0: would have probably been around what 2014, 2015.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, 13 or so, 2013, 2013, 2013 yeah. 14. Yeah, right before, right before the big old turn, <laughs> <It's>
0: the decline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you were saying you're were, you were thinking about maybe buying a house or
1: yeah. Real estate here is nuts, which are there, which I think it still is. It is here now too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, the, it's, it's actually crazier right now in, since COVID. I mean, it's been
1: like us too, man. Like the insane. market is
0: insane. I got a couple buddies here who are real estate agents. I mean, my brother right now, just, he just bought a new house. He's thinking about keeping his other house because it's just good rental value. And, and, but I mean, I pretty much bought my house here like at, Uh, the perfect time i got a really great price on it pretty much at the bottom but man it's just been going up and like there's no houses available on the market and if they are like it's a good time to be a real estate agent in st john's right now man because people are just flipping houses in in a month you put up a house and it's sold right away like and you're getting over asking value for a lot of them right which is yeah most of them don't
1: even hit the listing it's just the like I've had realtor clients come in and they say people from Ontario, just call them with a listing number and say, I want this offer them 10,000 over asking praise. Crazy. <laughs> That's it. What a yeah. nice payday that is to be a realtor, eh man? <laughs> I don't
0: know. I hope my <laughs> buddy is listening on this because he's a good friend of mine. I'm not even going to throw his name out there, but I mean, I, I bought my house. He's my real real estate agent. Um, me and my family actually went in on a cabin out in, um, out in greens Harbor area he was our real estate agent for that now with that being said he actually found this spot for us out there but I mean me and my brother were just talking about um he was ta- he's, he's his wife is pregnant they're about to have their first child and uh we were talking about he was thinking about how he how possibly wanted to get a new spot and I was like man why don't you just call my buddy here I said he probably help you out he'll send you some listings Literally like three days later, he bought a, bought a house. I'm like, man, what a payday for this company. You better take me out for dinner. I think he owes me dinner at this point. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. There's a referral in there for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So at least, obviously
1: at least a good night at the ship.
0: That's right. Oh man. Looking forward to one of those actually not going to lie to you. Um, so yeah, you were thinking about kind of maybe, maybe purchasing a home or something, but obviously the, the market itself was crazy. So you probably never went ahead with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, the market was nuts. Um, we 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 didn't like didn't love the weather. That was no. a big part of it too. It's absolutely <laughs> a tough place to live,
0: dude. It is absolutely insane. It is what makes out. it so good. Yeah, well, <laughs> it makes it interesting. Like, right know. now, it's insane out right now.
1: Uh, we always say like, uh, we're pretty good here too. But like, when it's like five degrees in the middle of July. It starts to wear on you.
0: Yeah, no, no <laughs> shit. Uh, we've been pretty lucky here, man. The last couple of summers, have like last summer, it was hilarious because, of course, like COVID, was on the go. So, I mean, yeah. there's no zero tourism industry. You know, you're getting a couple of people from the bubble coming in. But like generally, not, you know, very, very, very small percentage of what it normally is. And the best summer of my life. Weather wise, yeah. like just three, four months straight, 20 plus degrees, couple of days of rain. Like, you know, you're looking forward to a day of rain and they, like, I'm not built for 33 or four months straight of, <laughs> of, of 28, 29 degrees in Newfoundland. Like I'm like, come on, man. Let me put my coat on for a day here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been miserable the last, last couple of days too. just really, it was kind of nice. Last, last week it was spring, like, you know, 10 degrees and sun was shining. Yeah. How out the barbecue? And of course now it's absolutely buried again.
1: Yeah. The way we used to say it too, like when people would ask us what, what it's like being in Newfoundland, it's like, it's the weather there is generally so miserable that the only reason you would be there is if you wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice because it's like, everyone's pretty happy to be there.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing about the Newfoundland weather is that like, and you've seen it firsthand, I'm sure it's like, yeah, you know, it's July, it's five degrees, seven degrees for four or five days straight. And then all of a sudden, boom, 24 degrees. And St. John's is lit. Like everybody is (laughs) on wheels, just, you know, the bars are packed and everyone's out walking around. you like, you can't beat the smiles off people's faces. Cause yeah, we really appreciate a nice day around here, man. Cause they're far few in between.
1: The lows aren't too low, but man, the high is high.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you spent a couple of years kind of just, you know, beating around Newfoundland and stuff. And, and you know, what was the final, uh, I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but maybe the yeah. deciding factor to, to pack your bags and head back.
1: The, dis- I guess, well, so I wrote my LSATs so of the law school admission test. Um, and the idea was like, you know, we had a good run, but let's leave Newfoundland on our own terms rather than have it kind of end. We like to travel and we're spending most of our time either early. Like every flight was either coming back to PEI or going to Ontario. So we wanted to live close to at least one of our families to cut one of those trips out. Um, but yeah, so it was just um, the nail in the coffin was just kind of jobs that weren't going anywhere. And we just, we we're getting a little older and wanted to build some kind of a future and be able to buy a house and do, do things. So we made the hard choice.
0: So you wrote but your LSAT. It still
1: hurts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, like you you mentioned, <laughs> you, you come here every year. I'm assuming you probably, I don't know, yeah. were, you here, were you here last year?
1: Yeah, we went to Fogo, like. Three months oh ago. nice we, we made it over before the bubble and we're making plans like when the bubble reopens we're going to head back up We've got friends in Portugal Cove we want to go visit
0: Oh nice man I love Portugal Cove I think if I yeah. uh, I think if I gradually move out of downtown which you know it's probably in the future uh Portugal Cove would be a place I'd be looking for a uh, for a home because it's it's close enough to town but it's it's far enough that you can get a nice piece of property out there Yeah uh you know it's right on the ocean it's beautiful out there it's not quite the same as flat rock that area where it's the weather is a little bit more miserable i mean it's surprisingly how close these communities are but the weather <laughs> changes so fast whether you're yeah you know compared to cbs compared to say uh portugal cove pooch cove it's, it's a big difference yeah but i mean um so, so yeah so you, you wrote the lsat i mean what, what happened there you just gave up. you didn't you didn't want to go ahead with that or
1: oh i got uh, i got my letter and it was kind of a nerve-wracking thing like my I my entire life was building up to be a lawyer. I was always like, as a kid, like, what are you gonna be? Sean is, I'm gonna be a lawyer. And <laughs> uh, and I got this letter and I knew I did pretty good. I opened it up and it's like and I saw it, and I'm like, all right, like that's a score I can go to school. And it was just like a sinking heart. I was like, I hate school, I don't want to go back there again. And it was just in that moment, like right away, I was like it's like, no, this isn't what I want to do. So then that night, like we were sitting at our place in Rennie's mill. And I think we we're just having a couple, a couple kitty bitty lights. And I said, Kayla, I wish I could find something that's like back home, start my own business, do something fun, work with my hands a little bit. I said, but you know, like all those good jobs are taken. Uh, so I don't know what I'll do. And she said, well, you really liked getting your hair cut last week. Why don't you go be a barber? <laughs> I was <just> like, yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. So like that, and then like right away, I think the next sentence out of my mouth was, I think I'll call myself the humble barber. And then I was like, nah, I'll probably think of a better name. Like seven months later, I still hadn't. So that's what I opened my shop as. But it was just as quick as that. Like I I do a lot of talks at schools and stuff around here, like some of the college entrepreneurial programs. And the way I'll say it now is like you have to stop thinking about what you want to be and start thinking about what you want to do. So I was like, I was always, this is what I want to be. I want to be a lawyer, not like, but I hate everything about law, like except for the cool court scenes in like Boston Legal, where William Shatner stands up and drops <laughs> some sweet lines. Like that's what it was in my head. Not sitting at a desk all day, It'd be filling torture. out
0: paperwork for hours and hours and hours, or or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: but I mean, I think that's
0: that's the way kind of people grow up. You know, people kind of grow up with with a mindset. of, I mean, especially somebody like yourself, like, you know, you grew up in a small place, similar to myself yeah. and, and you get these ideas and you sometimes people just think that's it. That's what you got to do. You know what I mean? There's no other yeah. real option about it, but I mean, it was, that's super neat so that you, you know, you kind of came up with the idea and, and you, you, obviously thought that there was a market enough for, it, you know, in your yeah. hometown. Right. So, so, uh, you went to barber school and that was in New Brunswick, I believe. Right.
1: Yeah. So six months, uh, living in St. John, going to barber school, to- doing uh, free haircuts out of there and just kind of learning the trade. It's sort of funny because I was 26 years old and I was going, like there's was a bunch of 18 to 19 year olds who did, you know, like some were really great, but a lot of people just didn't put in all the work. So I was sitting there, you know, like working on my mannequin all day, knowing what I was like. <laughs> I had already drank my way through one degree. Yeah. <laughs> so like this one, I'm going to take a lot more seriously. Like how much more serious I took my barbering degree than my university one is mind blowing.
0: Well, I mean, obviously it worked, <laughs> it worked out in your favor. And I think it goes to say, you know, or it goes to show like when you really decide on something that you want to do, or you want to, you, you, yeah. you, a place you want to bring yourself. I mean, that's when you're going to put the work in, you know what I mean? Like it's, you can go work a million jobs that pay you well, but unless you have some sort of heart into it, I mean, that's, that's how you're going to enjoy it. That's where the passion is going to come from. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to be like you look back when you were 18 and to think, and even like some of the clients I have now, and I talk to them, and they're like the pressure they feel to figure out what they want to do, it's like, how can you expect an 18-year-old to have any idea what they're gonna be doing for the man? Next I'm
0: 33. Years? I still have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <Yeah. now>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm waking up and hoping someone walks through the door. So once <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's like me i'm just waking up and hoping the bars open again so i can play music
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: uh, i want to ask you like um you know obviously the goal was to open up your own shop right yeah originally yeah, once yeah you, once right you, away yeah um what was that process like i mean you know with uh, with with pei and, and Summerside and and the city and stuff is, is it hard like pulling strings and uh stuff like that like was it was that a difficult transition
1: no uh no, it's not like my, my dad was an entrepreneur. My wife's parents were like, we're, we've always kind of been surrounded by business. So that side of it was just sort of, it's just, it, it was kind of half second nature of its opening up like a little bit of naivety and a bit of like kind of young brashness that I was just like, yeah, I can do it. Like that part's fine. I remember when I told my mom, I called her and she's like, how'd you do on the LSATs? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I did good. She's like, great. Like which school are you thinking of going to? And I like, barber school. It's like in St. John, a New Brunswick. Second, yeah, a second of silence. It's like the thing, first thing she says is, but can you cut hair? I'm like, I, I don't know, but I never had good haircuts growing up. So I don't think that part is, I don't think that's the part that matters. Like at the very least, I can give a bad haircut and make a bad haircut enjoyable. Right. <laughs> so th- that was where my business model was built around. Like as long as I can make it a good time. It should be all right.
0: Um, how has business been?
1: Oh, oh sorry, I uh, cut there on me.
0: I just, just said, like, you know, how has business been since you open up the? Because right now you have two shops, I believe.
1: Yeah, it uh, it grew really quick, which was yeah. pro- which was probably my biggest challenge early on. Um, like, if you. Uh, like everything I was doing was working every single time. Like I was open for a few months and then I had another person in, then I opened in Charlottetown with two chairs. Then I moved Charlottetown and had four chairs and four chairs in Summerside. And it's like trying to keep up with that growth was really tough. Looking back, um, tons of stress and just trying to keep up like juggle everything in the air. And like, I was moving on to the next stage before I even figured out the previous one. Mm -hmm. Um, so business has been good. Um, I'm lucky for, I'm lucky in that sense. Like I've had really good staff, which, which makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple bad ones along the way, which is where all the stress comes. Like as soon as things start going well and you know, like someone can throw a wrench in that pretty quickly. And yeah. And then it just feels like everything's crashing down around you. But like, I've been open now for six years, which is crazy.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, and that's uh, that's incredible still steady. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's like, what's the COVID situation been like on, on the Island, you know, has it been different in Charlottetown to Summerside, or is the whole island kind of the same? I mean,
1: uh it was different early on. I for the longest while I say COVID's kind of like government dollars; it doesn't go west to Hunter River. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little local joke. <laughs> All the money stays around the capital. Right. Uh, but since then, there's been a ton of COVID cases around Summerside. It's shot my good line out. <laughs> oh, sorry. But the. um Oh, there's so many phones around me, uh, but COVID's <laughs> been—we <laughs> uh, were—we were shut down for a full quarter last year. Yeah, um, that kind of—that wasn't great. Uh, it was—we made the best of it. Like my my daughter was four at the time, so we just took it as some really good family time. We just bought a cottage, so we would go out there and work on it. That was nice. Uh, and then we were back, and it was just like we opened back up during a generally slow part of the slow season and we were just flat out. So it kind of balanced it a little bit yeah. it's been hard on the restaurants, um, harder on the restaurants than us. Like we, we've been, we've been allowed to work for the longest while at, at full capacity, obviously like we're all wearing masks and we're socially distancing, we're doing all the, all the right things, but, uh, you know, restaurants and bars only being like having limited hours, for example, like only being able to be open till 12 and at half capacity, like, yeah. Like imagine being told you can only earn at best half of the money you earned last year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially after it's brutal.
0: Yeah, it really, really is. I mean, we were pretty lucky here. I mean, anybody who listens to this podcast is going to be sick of me saying this, but I mean, we've been lucky here in Newfoundland. Like we salvaged the summer out of it. We, we had a, obviously a fantastic summer weather wise, but the cases were low, man. Like we were, you know, there was a couple travel related cases here and there, but, Generally, like we lived life here in the summer, like where, where yeah. places like Toronto and Edmonton, Calgary, these some of these big cities, they were shut down. You know what I mean? Like restaurants, you could dine out on the decks. But I mean, life just pushed on here. I mean, obviously, we've been locked down. We just kind of reopened back up here last week. Actually, this was the first week in past that was that stuff kind of opened again now. But I mean, once that variant showed up, it showed up so fast, and you know, everybody was kind of caught with their guard down. Was the big thing here was that we we'd been so uh, it, it hadn't seen anything here in so long like no community spread it was just travel related and every time it would, it would say you know the, the the officials would come out and say it's travel related you know it's, it's they're isolating so you're just like all right well whatever i guess you know what i mean it, yeah. it made people complacent unfortunately so once you know it kind of snuck back into the community it just skyrocketed so we've been locked down but everything's kind of gradually starting to open back up again here now which is which is nice. Uh, what were some of the? What were some of the, like the, the? I've been asking people this as, as a question. Like, is there anything positive you've taken out of this COVID experience? Like you mentioned with your daughter, you spent some time. Like, I started a new podcast. Like, is there some things that you've taken positively out of maybe a restart or you know to recharge the batteries?
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I've I've had a lot of positive stuff around it. I think it's a big part of it, it's just like just your perspective and what you want to make of it. Um, like when we were shut down, I didn't, I didn't just like sit, I obviously I watched Tiger King like everyone else, but <laughs> and I watched the Queens gambit, but then I learned how to play chess afterwards, you know, like, <laughs> man, I seen, I, something,
0: a... <laughs> I seen something yesterday on like, I don't know, on Facebook or something. And it was, it was like one year ago today, Tiger King was unleashed upon us. And I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck, man. That was a year ago, man. It feels like 10 years ago, you know, just the way the year has gone. God.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like just to recharge the batteries, God, I was so burnt out and you don't see it as much, but still, you don't see it when you're in it, but it took me, it took me two weeks to kind of cure my workaholicism, (laughs) you know, like just that constantly being on and, and not knowing what to do with myself. And I'm like, and it's just like, maybe I, maybe I identify myself with my work way too much and um and then and then we just kind of settled in like my what Kaylee's primary job before she opened her store was a photographer and she lost 16 weddings last summer like yeah. that's crazy yeah no I gone, understand
0: that yeah brutal
1: yeah so from there she's like well like well it's just sort of same thing just looking around and everybody's trying to support local and do those little things so she said why don't why don't I open up a shop so she did that and yeah, we've been doing like a lot of reading um we're getting out and enjoying the outdoors we we got our cottage and spent a lot of time out there because obviously we couldn't rent it to anyone so that mm-hmm. was sweet so we got to have it ourselves
0: so was that the idea behind the cottage uh, like as a rental property
1: yeah that was the whole that was the like idea airbnb
0: before. or or something yeah. like that yeah right on where's where that
1: uh thunder cove area it's kind of the it's it's one of the best parts on the best places on the island it's um real popular local beach it's got the teacup rock i don't know if you've seen uh, that oh, before but i'm
0: not familiar i'll have to look it up yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. uh it's a great area but yeah that was the whole that was the point of that one but then uh like we bought it the week before everything shut down oh kind man. of funny timing yeah <laughs> but, you <laughs> yeah, know like, on yeah. the other
0: side you, you you nailed it it's it's <laughs> how you take everything you know what i mean it's it's the way yeah. your your attitude is and yeah you know you could easily have been like well fuck we this is we what a, what a bad decision we made! I can't believe we're probably not going to make the income. But instead, you could flip it and say, oh, "Well, let's enjoy some time out there ourselves. Get out there and, yeah. and give you an opportunity to maybe do a little bit of work that you probably wouldn't have got done on it." You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, which was which was really fun actually, and like that's the way we we kept trying to look at it. Like you know, all the money we were going to spend, like or all the money we were going to make, was going to be put into someone else doing this work that we're doing ourselves. So like, ah, let's think of it as a wash, give or take. Yeah. So what,
0: <laughs> you, you were mentioning something. I mean, we were chatting later, uh, about last week or so you mentioned something about a beach bar. What's going on with the beach bar?
1: Oh, so we bought, uh, we bought the building that I'm in right now, um, which is right on the water. So Dave's been here, but for, for the listeners, uh, Summerside's got this really nice boardwalk with a wedding venue restaurant beside it. And, um, and uh yeah what's that place a, called again shipyard yeah right yeah so we bought the building right beside it it's got a paddle shack um like so kite boarding and paddle boards kayaks the whole works like that uh with it, its own like nice little dock and our thought is we want to like rip it that whole kind of front area put a bunch of sand down and put in a sweet beach bar so that's kind of our next our next goal it was funny like covid made us slow down a lot like I was going to open up a barber school this time last year, which would have been brutal. <laughs> uh, like we had a, like we we re- reevaluated all these things we were doing and, and just kept asking ourselves, like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? So so we scaled some things back, like Kaylee scaled back her photography to like so that she can enjoy the summer and do the amount that she that she likes to do, she she does like it, but like when you get bogged down in it, it's harder to enjoy. Same with myself, like when we moved into this place, we went from four chairs down to three, just because I, en- I enjoy the atmosphere with three barbers better. Like four felt like we were just pushing out haircuts all the time. We weren't getting a ton of, like we just kind of lost that sort of like person to person relationship building kind of environment that we had. Yeah. Uh, so then when we got all these things off our plate, then it was like, we had some room and it's like, all right, what do we want to do next? And for Kaylee, it's like opening a store. And now we've got the space back there. So it's like, well, how can you not try to open up a bar when you're just right in front of this like perfect sunset and a lighthouse?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. There It really, really is. Um, I wanted to ask you for maybe for the people listening, uh, like what's the kind of vibe of the humble barber, you know, like what, 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 like, People here I know you you've you've spoken about like fog town and and the kind of atmosphere that that has like can you talk about the atmosphere and the vibe that the humble barber when if you go in to get a haircut there like what's it all about
1: Yeah uh, it's like we tried to early on we tried to make it kind of a a white collar barber shop it was sort of the idea we wanted to attract sort of the business people, the entrepreneurs, cause that was kind of, that was more me. Like I would show up every day with, you know, a shirt and tie that stick until <laughs> so you do that for a little bit in the summer. You're like, you get really sick of being attached <laughs> to the shirt and tie.
0: Yeah. No so sure. we
1: transition, and and our vibe is just kind of welcoming. Like <laughs> we just want to be a place that everyone can come in feel welcome. Like, so, you know, we've got, you come in, we've always got nice music playing, like help yourself to coffee. We have a liquor license. So that like, so you can have some local beer or nice scotch. Um, we're i guess i don't know our aesthetic is just kind of people call us old-fashioned because we have some old stuff on the wall but at the same time we're like really modern with like the ship lap and the nice white paint and i don't know i i I don't really know how to say what our vibe is other than it's just a nice spot to be in
0: yeah no it's like i you know I, i don't think it's not like uh not like you're going into first choice and you're kind of just getting mowed through get a haircut get out it's like you come in you you Feel like you know, everybody and have a chat and, and, and feel yeah. welcome and, and homey kind of vibe, right?
1: Yeah, and I guess, like, our, our that being said, you probably really do know everybody on the shop, you probably
0: do know most people who come through, right?
1: Like, we know a lot of them now, yeah. yeah. Like, I've had people come in every I've had one client every two or three weeks for the last six years, like, yeah, I know everything about the guy, <laughs> it's like <Yeah. laughs> we've got and the, the guys who work beside me on either side, like you know they're amazing too and same in the Charlottetown crew it's just everyone's got such a great personality for this for our shops and, and that's the way i've built it too like actually both guys who i work with i trained you know like brian just brian came back after he was living in vancouver working in bars actually he used to work at fogo island inn oh, and nice. um anyway he was he was a bartender and i used to cut his hair when he lived here and i was really liked him so when he moved back i'm like yeah like, do you want to learn do you want to learn to cut hair because i had an opening and got an 18 year old guy, Parker. He's just, he's an 18 year old. He's like the <laughs> perfect person to have in the shop. He's like full of piss and vinegar, a little, a little sensitive, but real eager to dish it out. So. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, you
0: gotta have those type people around. That's you gotta
1: sure. have, you gotta have a beating post. Yeah. Um. <laughs> any
0: big plans for kind of the summer or what, what's going on? I mean, just kind of push through and
1: push through. Hopefully. Yeah. Like we're, we should all be vaccinated in the next like, you know, month or two, mm-hmm. hopefully just, um, hopefully get the, well, we're going to get the paddle shack open again. Hopefully get the bar going, do some haircuts on the dock and just kind of enjoy summer.
0: What's the COVID situation know. like right now on the Island? Is there, is there a lot of cases or is it everything kind of open for the most part? Roughly? I, or?
1: I don't actually pay attention to it at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, I think, I think there's maybe two or four everyone yeah but in a it's while. not like there's you're one, not in lockdown there's nothing right? going on you're not in no.
0: down or anything like that
1: there's restrictions on restaurants still yeah, yeah. uh but that's kind of it masks of course are, are mandatory god it would be nice not to have to wear masks in the summer but i'm sure we will
0: yeah i bet i bet you it gets pretty stuffy especially in the shop and i mean oh, it it's just will. so warm yeah exactly do you spend much time in charlottetown at the shop or do you have somebody who kind of runs that for you or are you back and forth
1: I don't go up there too much. I have a guy who runs that, and uh, yeah. and then a couple of longtime staff who've been around forever. So
0: nice, man. Cool, cool. Yeah. So when are you coming back to Newfoundland?
1: Uh, well, probably a couple months. Actually, like whenever you message me about this, my first thought was, huh, like, I could make this a business trip to Newfoundland. We could do this in person. <laughs> <laughs> so tax that's a right I to at, to come, uh... tax write-off to come and hang out <laughs> in my living
0: room for a few hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much business I'd be able to justify, uh, that mm-hmm. one, but <laughs>
0: Yeah, do you, do no, you have don't any know plans we're... to come back or?
1: Oh yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back in the summer or something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll just, I don't know. Like it's hard now. Cause all the airports are jammed. Mm. That's, that's going to be the worst part. Like the fallout for me from COVID is that the Charlottetown airport was getting really good last year. We could, we could go anywhere from Charlottetown instead of having to go to Moncton or Halifax like we used to, mm-hmm. and that's going to be scaled right back.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to start from square one almost again, probably.
1: Yeah, I keep I keep crossing my fingers that Provincial Airlines is going to start doing a Charlottetown to St. John's flight.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the ECMAs, like the East Coast Music Awards, are in Cape Breton this year. There's no airport in Cape Breton right now that is, yeah. that is working. So, like. I mean, I got friends and 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 guys who who are playing bands here who are up for some nominations and stuff, and and they're making the trip out. And it's like, well, you either drive from St. John's or you fly to Halifax and then drive from Halifax. So it's like, and you got rid to rent a car.
1: <laughs> that might make it the best reason to go to the ECMAs.
0: Oh, definitely. It's going to have the like best. Anyone crowd who's here. been there, yeah, yeah,
1: by far. Like people who are going there are there for one reason.
0: Like I never put out any any uh, m- new music last year or, or anything, so like I didn't even enter myself to be nominated because i didn't have it i put out a single but i didn't even put it in um but i've been like writing like my buddies i'm like yo you guys like need a guitar player or like (laughs) man i'll come tune your guitars like i just want to come for the trip i'm just i just need like a little getaway you know what i mean i'm like "Eh, maybe i'll just drive up there with you and just hang out and i don't know fly back sometime or i don't know see what happens but yeah I, i think that'll be a bit of fun um
1: um, yeah we were we were nominated for two ec or an, an ecma twice with our barbershop sessions we used to do, yeah they were but cool. i never and went
0: i wanted to ask you about them uh, you still doing any of those or what and who started that i remember we were chatting about doing one of those a long time ago i'd planned yeah. about i was planning on coming through PE yeah, obviously just it just fell through never worked out but they were pretty neat man they're great uh that's that's pretty cool you got a couple ecma nominations about those too yeah
1: yeah, those were great. Um, we had a lot of like a lot of really good people come through. Like, we had Shaky Graves in for one. Yeah, that was wicked because he was playing at the Cavendish Beach Festival. Right, um, right. Yeah, it was just something. Me and my another one of my friends is starting his own like graphic design and video production company at the same time. So We, yeah. we just kind of collaborated on it. So it was like half like a small interview outtake, and then the musician would play the play a couple songs with their new haircut. It was a good concept. And like was filmed so well. And Brendan, exactly. like he's good, so good. dialed in with the mics and everything.
0: Yeah. The audio was incredible. I mean, that's, that's some yeah. of those things that uh, I think people miss on some of those, like they're kind of like takeaway shows, right? People call those kind of takeaway shows where you kind of just go in and do like a live performance set up in front of a couple of mics, but sometimes those like the audio is so shit from them. Yeah. um but they were great they were really really dialed in yeah no, know they're cool you got to keep going with those man i think that people love that shit you know that's a really neat concept. i know
1: it's just so hard you wouldn't believe how much or i guess you probably would but like how much time <laughs> it takes to set that up yeah, so like, yeah it's it's like a good two days worth and then you know it'd be in here all day doing it just drinking beers and hanging out <laughs> Go home. sounds brutal like honestly <laughs> another another tough day at the office huh <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome sean uh thanks for coming on it man and taking some time out of your day i really really appreciate it man uh always love catching up with you and um make sure you do hit me up when you hit the newfoundland man well, let's uh let's crush a couple
1: yeah yeah that's the that's the goal we'll let you know hope well i'll, I'll wait till everything's open back up there again i want to see water street with all the patios at the front
0: yeah we it's looking at last year yeah it's it's looking like i think the bubble is supposed to open in three weeks here or so and um actually duckworth street just got a, approved for part of the uh, pedestrian mall as well because um a lot of businesses were kind of kicking up a stink about it which is hilarious because i mean where does the draw the line get drawn there it's like well <laughs> i mean new gower street why can't why can't they have it but i mean whatever <laughs> the more businesses that that can benefit from that you know is is great but man it was awesome like i live right downtown every day i just take the dog down we just walk down grab a coffee man you're just saying hello to this person people are out man there's the streets completely closed off like you've been here for a george street festival before yeah it's kind of like that but in the daytime and 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 not as and big yeah exactly it's like everyone's just kind of freely walking around and No, it's really, really neat. So, yeah, I mean, when you do get here, by all means, uh, love to catch up and love to crush a couple for sure.
1: Yeah, that sounds good to me. We'll be in touch. Okay, man. Thanks very (laughs) much, guys.
0: Sean Aylward, the humble barber. There you have it, folks. Sean Aylward, the humble barber. Thanks so much, Sean, for popping in from uh, his shop there in Summerside PEI. Really great to catch up. Uh, like lovely having a chat about, you know, what's going on with, in his world with uh, everything COVID related and, and how he's just been pushing through and just a great guy, you know, super down to earth, really fun to chat with and, um, looking forward to catching up with him and the family in Newfoundland, hopefully this summer. Uh, that about does it for me guys. I'm getting ready to go and get wisdom teeth done here and, uh, send along your, your best remedies to, uh, to get through this weekend, what you like to eat and what you like to drink to. To pass the time, if you got any good Netflix recommendations, if you got any good new albums you've been listening to, send them along my way, um, love to hear them, it's going to be a, a pretty chill weekend here at the uh, at the Witty household, so uh, big shout out to my brother Mark as well, happy birthday Mark, um, today's your birthday, loves you man, and um, looking forward to uh, to getting together and celebrating um, once my mouth's all healed up, <laughs> Um Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support I've gotten over the last uh, last couple months. Really been enjoying doing my podcast and, and chatting with a ton of different people and all kinds of different walks of Earth. I'm going to keep these going as long as I can and try to keep interesting people on. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Dave Witty. Same with uh, Facebook and Twitter at Dave Witty. Um, you want to follow this show, you can you can follow my YouTube channel and subscribe to my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Dave Witty. Um, And uh, you can find all these podcasts And more podcasts on Apple Music And Spotify of course That about does it for me guys Thanks so much from downtown St. John's, Newfoundland We'll see you soon, peace